you're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast, and check us out online at beardedtheologians.com. You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Matt Franks and Zach Bechtold. And today we have uh, we have our, our friend uh, Dale Fredrickson back on. Um, you, hopefully, you remember a few months ago we we got him on, and he was talking. We talked about a lot of things, but we had him on to talk about his Kickstarter for his new um, album of poetry on wounds and wonder. And, and Dale, we're so glad to have you back on to um, to talk about it and and really about anything. But you know, the album's out now, and it's fantastic. Um, Hey man, thanks for coming on, uh, and thanks for producing this great, great work. Oh man, thank you both. Gosh, thanks for having me back. My pleasure. Um, so why don't you uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what uh, uh, what it was like to make on Wounds and Wonder and and kind of that process? Because you you've got dude, there's a lot here, and and you clearly <laughs> pour out your heart in so much of it and all of it. I mean, just it just drips with grace and love. And uh, and tell us what it's like to kind of hit that process uh, of, of producing something like this. Man, thank you. Um, I think uh, like what I loved about our last conversation, and I'm sure you guys will post it so they can see it, was we talked about language. Yeah. How important language is, especially in like a postmodern um, culture where we're talking about faith and what it means to sort of reinvigorate uh, traditional language, but to put new language to this experience of mystery, divine God, and really at the heart of my work is trying to find new ways to help people see and think about and feel deeply um, what faith could mean and its possibilities and get beyond some cliched understanding so that we can really get back to that core heart experience, you know, of, so um, that's kind of where I start. And um, I don't know where you want me to, did you want to know a little bit about what it means to sort of write a poem and go into a sound studio and then, um, and then how it works on the page or what were you? Yeah, I think so. Because, you know, I, I watch you on Facebook and, and, you know, we have these dialogues and conversations and stuff and in a lot of what, you know, I've seen there just little, little bits and pieces are, are popping up in this album. And, and right. I know that's a process It's like writing a serving you. We start in one place and we end in a completely different place. Uh, but something like this is, is over the course of time and you get to, sit and refine and you know i was looking i, I looked up i'm using um you know crayon the world uh yeah, as a sermon cool. illustration this weekend on on discipleship on on the great commission and i was looking at it in uh the keeping pulse book and on your website and they're they're different uh from where you started to where you where you end and so i know that when you sit down to write write this stuff that there's this whole you know what what's it like to it, there's that editing process. I mean, you know, we never end where we begin. Right, right. I'm, um, that's so, that's great. Yeah. For me, it's like hashtag always crafting, right? Like right. the sermon edit, the poem edit, the whatever you're creating, even like digital graphics. I'm like, oh, that does not look right on the mm -hmm. website or whatever. And um, so kind of what I, I think what I'm trying, what I try to, how my process works is especially for a project like Wounds and Wonder, um, I actually, because I, we have a full time, I have a full time day gig as a pastor like you do. Right. And, that, and in any creative field, there are very few creatives that get to spend the length of their days creating all day, right? right. 
And actually creativity works by deadlines and restrictions and putting things together in innovative ways under time constraints. It makes for the best creative work. Um, and I mean, look at kids, right? Rocks, mm -hmm. sticks in the backyard, leaves and snow. And you've got like some of the best creations the world has ever seen, you know, but, um, but what I, so what I do for my creative process is I usually have a question that I'm like, I have a set of questions that I'm asking about the world or about some faith problem or something that just kind of fascinates me. And so, and that way my days can be a little more disciplined. So then I'll write on that question for an hour a day. Um, and that allows me just to be, um, just to keep in the rhythm, you know, and you know, it's like life happens and kids need attention and you love them and people need attention. And, um, but, uh, if I keep that question, so for me, I've got to shortcut the creative process and not shortcut it, but just be disciplined with mm -hmm. my big project I'm working on right now. Um, for the last two years was this and, I'm not sure I told you, but I, the question I was asking was, how do we overcome the wounds that often sabotage us so we can experience wonder? And I like just read everything like, and I was like fascinated by like quirky stories. Like, I know you both love baseball. I was fascinated by Bo Jackson and those 30 for 30 ESPN movies are so phenomenal at giving you a picture. And his is awesome because, you know, he's this star football player could have multi-million dollar number one draft pick but he loved baseball yeah. and so he wasn't but he wasn't touted as a like recruit at a college and then his senior year he goes on a football recruiting trip and basically as the story goes they promised him they had checked NCAA violations and they didn't and he lost his senior year of baseball eligibility and it was crushing to him um and he he the way he tells it is he was just he felt he was just good enough to really break through. So then the team that broke this, the, broke the protocols, they actually draft him in the NFL as the first round draft pick. And he, in this awesome decision says, no, I'm not going to play for you. And I was like, Oh my gosh. So how do you go from kind of losing that season, losing your dream and, and feel that type of wound to then again, like be like bow nose everywhere. Right. From like this rebound of like the most phenomenal athlete, maybe, um, you know, of our day that could play both so well. So like those kind of stories sort of like got me just like inspire me of thinking about this wounds and wonder. And then I'll, I'll have a, a short idea and I'll put it on um, social media stuff. I love Instagram. Instagram is my jam. Um, and, uh, and then if I like the way people react to it, cause it changes things or pushes me in different ways. And, and then I'll, and then I kind of take those pieces and the best, the ones that I feel, and I want, like, I really want that shiver down the spine as an artist. Like I, it sounds bad. Like, so, you know, I did all the academic training and I know like analytical, historical, critical thought, but like, I am, I want to make people feel. <laughs> and I like, I like, I've just changed my whole, like, yep, absolutely. Critical thinking matters. Reasoning matters. We should think about these things. But at the end of the day, I really like things because of the way they make me feel, you know, mm -hmm. um, the national album, you know, um, the new, there's a new typhoon album out where he talks about, um, the whole narrative is about what if we got amnesia and couldn't remember anything. Right. And it's like, Oh my gosh, that's so cool. The arcade fire album out. Right. It's a disco album about anti-consumerism. <laughs> And, uh, and so um, I'm like, this is so good. So then I kind of, then what I do is I work with my musician, Dopsy is who I work with. And um, he will sort of say, what do you got? And 
basically we work all day and then I show up at his house after we both put our kids to bed at nine o'clock and we work like 9am to two o'clock in the studio. <laughs> and we're just like, I'm giving him what I've got and he's making melodies and beats and we're just conversing back and forth on, you know, what can, what can make into a product. So then I'll record, um, I'll record vocals and he'll put it with the music. And so we have something by the end of the night, but then the next day we're, we're playing in our heads and like sending each other notes of like, that's how cram the world lyrics change of like, right. cause um, I've talked about poetry. Poetry has musicality to it. You know, mm -hmm. it should, um, it should sort of pop in your head a little differently. And so good, good sermons, right? Rhythm, cadence, like you feel that. And so then we'll go back and re-record vocals. And, um, and then I'm just like always not satisfied with how that process works. Right. right. <laughs> even on the, even on the album you have, uh, I changed the track three white apathy like 25 times. I changed <laughs> like Dobsey's like the most, he's the kindest, like, talented guy he's always like yeah no problem dale but I, my other friends are like what is your problem my wife is like, no 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 you know <laughs> right right and then track 17 was um actually a poem that you liked online it, it was originally uh, a, di a totally different poem and i just did not like what was going on there and so then i rewrote that whole poem because i wanted it to uh because the, the album begins in a train station and then it ends at the communion table yeah. And I kind of thought that was like really cool imagery for wounds yeah. and wonders, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know if that was kind of what you're thinking about. No, it is. It is. Cause, cause what drew me to you when we first met at, at U15 was the musicality of it. Um, and, and if I was a better musician, um, I love that. Uh, and, and that's something that's always drawn to me in scripture is this, man, when we read scripture, there's this beat there's this theme. And if I was a better musician, I would take scripture and put them to music a lot like you do with poetry, but I'd suck at it. So I don't, <laughs> that's not my gift, uh, but I, I would love to find people who do that. Um, gosh, yeah, no, that, that's it. That, that, that process of, of God, always working and always finding these moments of, no, I can do this better. Well, I feel like uh, he just know, gave us a, this. I feel like he just gave us a good excuse to continue to play Xbox because we tend to do better, some of our better conversations <laughs> when we're playing right. because while you have the nine to, you know the nine to two working on your craft, we work from nine to two working on our craft through Xbox. I mean it's right. like, I mean, right. I think I've just justified that with my wife to be able to do that now because if Dale can do it, I can do it too. That's I mean, right. That's well, right. And I think that that's what it is. Is like you talked about, you been begin with a question, and you know, I've been thinking about a lot about my sermon writing lately because mm -hmm. um, I'm in a new appointment, and so like I've had to. That's changed a little bit. My my rhythm is a little off on that, and mm -hmm. I started thinking about you know when we take time for that craft and we like get serious about it. And, you know, we, we like, I've actually have started in my day, like from in my calendar now, like this is sermon writing time. And like, and so I start with a question or I'll start with like, okay, so where did I leave off? And I'll look where I left off and like move on or move forward or no, that's not good. And, you know, I just, you know, and I think that's one of the things that's always, um, I've always been intrigued by you, Dell, is you're always open about your craft and how you um, have shaped and changed it over time and and been open with that and 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 have been raw with that in the sense of just mm -hmm. like hey this is what it is and you know this is what it was and you know moving forward and and making it better and 
um, you know, that's just one of the things as I was like reading this and thinking, cause there's been a couple of these that I've heard you do live and it's like, wow, like that's not what I remember. <laughs> I mean, I remember, I remember, I remember the rhythm and cadence and like, you know, to me, that's really, especially when I preach, that's like super important to me. Um, but like, I was like, I don't remember those words, but man, this is a lot better than what I remember. And so I think mm-hmm. that that's the whole deal is like when we put that together is, and whether it's preaching sermon or whatever our art is, is, is asking how it connects with people. And mm-hmm. like I said, this album, I was listening to it yesterday and it's like people were stopping in my office just to listen to the album, which mm-hmm. is kind of a nice change of pace. So, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and, and you're right. Just that come, coming together with what we do, whether it's, it's, it's art, it's, it's poems, it's preaching, it's, it's how we connect with people or, you know, our, our goal is to make them think, to make them feel. Yeah. And if we step into our pulpits, whatever those are, and that's not our end goal, if we're this, they're giving information, if they're just saying words to not get a reaction, not like, oh my God, what do you need to say? But, oh, oh, you know, I, here's where I'm at, you know, just to get those, just to get people thinking and feeling in a way that, that causes them to act and respond and uh, in the relationships with people and with God. I mean, and I think this album does that well uh, <laughs> to draw it back to that, but goal right we yeah um, i know some some artists disagree but like i think art is communication you know whether you're an abstract painter whether you're mm-hmm. uh, writing sermons for a local congregation whether you have a microphone and you're doing podcasts you're you're trying to communicate with human beings in some way right. um with style and grace that somehow opens up the mystery to all you know mm-hmm. uh, madeline ingle i love uh the book walking on water is like I think every we should require that in like grad school, <laughs> right? Um, she says that our goal is to find the cosmos in the chaos, mm. and so she uses the alliteration, but to find this world, this this humming world of great love and beauty when within the chaos of everything shattered and broken. And I think that is a high call for us, as uh, whether we're on Sunday morning or uh, Friday night at the poem show, you know? Right. Right. <laughs> um, so, so what was it like um, doing this Kickstarter, man? I've, I've never done a Kickstarter in uh, having a response from just people. Yeah, um, it is like, that's a really good question. I had never done, I, I, it was, it was more anxious, anxi- more anxiety than I thought. Right. I, um, I had done, so this was my third project. So I felt like I, I had a big deal with myself of like, no, I'm going to make sure I like really can deliver the product, a good product, you know? And, um, and I knew kind of my timelines, you know, and since I'd done this before and so, and the project I had had it further, it's tricky because you want the project to be further enough along. Cause I, you know, some, some people I know, uh, they fund it before they've done the project. Well, Oh man, like that creates so much anxiety in me because you kind of want to know where you're headed at least the really strong ways. Um, so it was exhilarating and exhausting, um, in really beautiful because I, um, it's hard in our world. Like music is hard. Like look how many good albums have come out this year, you know, and look how much art is and look at music. We could download it anywhere. So it's hard to, it's really hard to make art and to try to, give it to the world as a gift. And so it's helpful to me, especially when, you know, like, um, we're like, I'm, I'm a middle class, I'm a low to middle class artisan, you know, like, I don't right, have, right. like a trust fund or like a, <laughs> someone that's going to pay the monthly bills because you know? right. I can get lost in the, in, 
in the sound studio or in nature writing poems, but like, it doesn't matter if I can't, you know, tell my wife we're, we're going to be okay, you know, like buy right. new shoes for my son. Um, so it was really beautiful the way people supported it. And it was sort of, I didn't, I didn't know that my work was like making that much, that difference. So it was really cool. Yeah. And so one of the most beautiful stories is, um, uh, this lady who had really been touched by my poems, she was using them in like a weekly Bible study, like to help her, help her group, like, um, rethink certain passages of the Bible. And I was like, wow. And she, her and her husband, um, they don't have a lot of money and they set aside this small amount cause they really wanted to see this happen for me. And about like halfway through, they were really worried, you know, and they're like, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And I was like, it's okay. If it doesn't happen, you know, it doesn't happen. And, um, and she said, is there anything we could do? Do you have any like creative ideas? And I was like, I got lots of creative ideas. <laughs> <laughs> and so she basically had set this amount aside and, um, and it wasn't like, it wasn't a lot. It was extremely generous, but it wasn't like, you know, a ton, a ton of money, which made it even more beautiful. Right. And she mm -hmm. said, okay, if, what if, and I, I came up with the idea of the hour of power. Right. And I had my daughter with her, like her, her little basketball with her like fist up, you know, and it was like, okay. And, and I said, will you match up to this amount for every dollar this hour? And she was like super honored, you know? And, um, and so she did, so she did it. And then like what happened though, is people just, I don't know what it was like, one person's generosity like stirred the hearts of like we got like 30 gifts in that hour and so it was like it, it multiplied the gift so it wasn't like one rich patron paid for it it was like someone who had said i this is my little shekel to get mm -hmm. right? right and then everyone was like multiplied the shekels so that was like oh my gosh community uh, organic art local art still yeah. matters and people value it you know yeah that was just super neat to see so it was cool it was it's underground it's organic people and then seeing people get their stuff i'm like yeah <laughs> <laughs> well and, like when i was watching it and i was kind of i was i was keeping a pretty close eye on it just just like man this has got to make and i don't know what i got to do to make this make and, right. and like, can i really turn around and just like say hey church let's fund this or like right. I, I, I like really i was like i want this to work for dell because i i knew it was so good and mm -hmm. and and that's just one of those things that when we, and, and when we fully believe in something and it's just like, man, you know, we want to make sure we want people to experience this. And, and that was my whole deal. It's like, I want people to experience, uh, have the ability to, to, to listen to your album and, and share that with people. So like, it was easy for us, like, at least for mm -hmm. me, like, yeah, I have no oh, problem gosh. trying to help Dell out on this. And, um, and I know that like both Zach and I felt like with the podcast, this is like, we're going to make this kind of our, um, best top priority that we can. And, you know, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I think that that's the deal is like, if we man, just imagine if we could do that in our church, it's just like, mm -hmm. yeah. Hey, you know, this is what they do and they do it well. And let's, let's help them out as best we can. And, yeah, yeah. um, and that, that's, you know, I really enjoyed, like, you know, you talked about, you started with the, the train station and oh. the communion table. And I don't know, it seems like every time when I start your album, uh, cause I listened to it two or three times, uh, since yesterday and just like, I sit there and I always stop at the first one and just sit there and just like, man, you know, those opening lines just are so, they just grab it, and it, it puts me in union station. I mean, I've walked through there. I've seen those people and I'm like, Oh, here I am just sitting and watching. Uh, I love it. I mean, you just, it's amazing. Thank you it's so amazing. Much. That's so great. That's so great. Um, you know, you never know how that's gonna, 
be you, you never know with art you never know with a sermon um, right. you know, like I, I i i imagine chefs do the same they pour over right. this like amazing food and you know the people, it's like ah. <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> really good barbecue <laughs> so thank yeah. you that really means a lot thank you well it isn't does. that how we feel about our sermons like we're like this is a great sermon everyone's like man we hated that yeah. and then like the ones you walk away like man that was a horrible sermon like be like that was so awesome like right really because right. like didn't you like you didn't feel like that sucked like i mean like that was me on sunday i wasn't my allergies were bothering me and stuff and i and i got home and i was like man i just i didn't feel right i just i felt off my i just didn't feel like i had my rhythm and and we were we went and ate with um my daughter's made friends with this this congregant member and so we went over to the house to have dinner and you know fellowship and and the the daughter was praying and she talked about you know thank you god for our do-overs and you know that's what i talked about on sunday and i'm just like oh she either knows how to get my heart (laughs) knows what she's doing or that sermon was a lot better than what we had imagined and um and and i i know it's probably been the same thing with you and your work because you know this is uh, i think this is the third book of yours i've bought and have just found you know, every now and then there's just so much like, Oh, I've got it. This is, this will fit in a sermon, you know? And, mm-hmm. and so it becomes earmarked. And, and I think that that's powerful to, to draw in on that. And, you know, Del, I really thank you for the work that you do. Um, you're yeah. doing great kingdom work. You thank, are. You thank you. Thank you. So, so there's something uh, there's following, uh, you know, just having both your albums and um, you know, your books and stuff. Dude, there's a continuation on here uh, of some things, and uh, that just oh gosh, um, you know Mason Jar and your first album just do we we have those prints on our wall in our bedroom. I mean that's just something my wife and I are like we want to see this every day. You know these these awesome. words speak, uh, and then you you get into how long must we wait? And and I shared that on my Facebook yesterday just because I think that's something people need to hear today. Um, but dude, there, there's, uh, you're from, from the first one, my, my dad's laugh and, and the continuation of that on this album, do those, 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 those are deep. Uh, and, and I don't know if you had intentions in connecting those things or, or making them this, this continuation of ideas and, and, and stories, but dude, that's, those are those are the things that it's like Dale poured his heart into this. This okay. this is him, uh, and there's no doubt about it. And and thank you for that. Uh, you. The, these these are liturgies. These are confessions. These are pardons. These are invitations to come from Union Station to the table that are just beautiful and and connect with folks. Um, and and to do that, that's hard, man. Uh, to pour out like that in such a way that you're like, wow. Wow. You guys are, what a gift. You guys are, yeah, thank you guys. I, I don't, I kind of just have to keep going. I appreciate the pause to, you guys really appreciate it. Uh, I think I, I'm actually always shocked because even though I have a question, um, I don't know what's going to come out from a poem. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to come out when I'm creating some, when I have initial idea. Um, I just, and so for example, um, I was working on, I had this idea. I was writing this poem about really about um, uh, forgiveness and uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day and really trying to reflect on that and get to that level of heart again. And the poem was like looking like a little like um, as, as I was writing, it, it was looking like a bullet. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. 
and right. I've been um, reading a couple other poets and they put more shape to theirs. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to make a bullet poem. Like yeah. I'm going to make a poem. And so I was, I was writing and I was writing it. And, and then like, it was surprising to me how the bullet looked like a chalice. And of course, like for me, like Eucharist is like the most important thing we should talk about. And, um, and so this bullet started to look like this bullet sort of made chalice, you know? Oh, wow. So I wrote this poem, wrote this poem. And, um, and so the creative process was like this image, these words, this keep pressing, pressing myself. So I never know. And so now from that, I've, I've met this really wonderful man in India who's a graphic designer. He's going to design this bullet. And oh, nice it's really cool like so i never know and the poem is kind of like dark and painful given some mm -hmm. of the things our nation's going through you know the the uh, the, the twittersphere with uh, our president really has just been like whoa and so um rough and so that kind of came out from this and so i never know and another thing about like the the father poems like mm -hmm. oh my gosh like i don't mean to write those so there it's not intentional it was more like right. Yeah, fatherlessness is a part of my life, and I'm right. hoping that it resonates. <laughs> right, right. Um, and it's it, it kind of like was when that the poem you're talking about. Um, I think I can't remember what I called it now, but um, but uh, I always forget the titles too. Which right. You <laughs> <laughs> put hours and hours, but the right. poem you're talking about was um, which I haven't done much with the burden that buries men. Right. And um, and when I got to the heart of that one, I was like, oh, my gosh, like fatherlessness is a real problem in my life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so my poetry exposes like these nerves and, you know, and I like what some some people have said is, you know, writing, writing heals us too, you know, and right. So Well, it does. And, and you know, and, and that one connect because my dad laughs that poem. Man, if 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 I have to preach my dad's funeral, that that's going to be it. I'm just going to read that poem and go about my business because I don't think I can do anything else, you know, but you know, the, the burden that, that, that buries men, that makes me think of myself, not so much my dad, but man, out of my kids, I, I don't want, I don't want this to, you know, that just, it hits me of, and how do my kids view me? Uh, and, and am, am I being, you know, am I falling into these burdens? And, and so those two connected in those things. Cause then I look at my dad and I'm like, Oh man, you know, my, I don't have that father fatherlessness thing there, but it's, right. I don't want my kids to have to, you know? And so you connect and, and that, that is healing. And, um, you know, in all of those ways, whether you identify with it, or you go, Oh, I don't want to be that, you know, and it's huge. Uh, and, it, and it's those little points and, and the way we use those words and put those together that, that cause us to, to look up from these poems and to look out in the world and go, okay, where am I at? You know, who am I? What am I doing? Uh, how am I speaking love and grace into the world, whether it's with my family or with the church or just strangers on the street, you know, that we encounter in Union Station, how are we bringing all of this to the table? Yeah, that's really, that's really important. I, yeah. I, um, it's really interesting. I was just on this little panel at this like wonderful church in Boulder where they had me talk about art and faith. And on the panel was this incredible lady who set up a dance studio in Denver, who's, um, you know, talking about like healthy eating for young women who are doing dance and healthy performance anxiety and like video around where, where young girls and women get to like do this amazing art thing of dance, you know, and she's talking about her own, 
the faith that's involved in that. And then uh, another couple from Costa Rica who are in a band in Costa Rica. And one of them was like a, a child star in Costa Rica, like uh, was not a part of the church. And, uh, and then through this whole thing became a part of a church and they started this church band. Well, because of like the culture in Costa Rica and what's going on, like they're like, church tunes are playing in like clubs on Friday night. Right. Wow. And like, oh, that's fascinating. You know? And so they've got this kind of culture and it made me think they were like, so yeah, like, what do you do with your poems down? I'm like, yeah, not playing in clubs. <laughs> <laughs> but it made me think like, I think that why, why I do what I do is so that um, we can sort of, um, change that language explain stretch that language of faith and mystery and beauty so that people in bars or people they can connect with the the deeper heart of uh of grace and faith and a life of god you know um that's sort of what i hope my words do is um cook something up that like makes it fresh and new for for people you know that can be very human too i think that people on that human that's when you're your preaching is great right when you're like right at the human level so mm -hmm. as we all know the image of christianity needs some some rest restoration in the right. American, right? <laughs> well and and that's what um so i'm using we're we're talking about failure right now what a great way to start off the year but by talking actually about failure <laughs> in our church and um we were talking about uh this week is talking about being um stuck in the pit and uh i, I was this morning I'd opened up your book and I was just kind of thumbing through just like, what are some ones that are kind of speaking to me? And I came across, uh, this could get better. And I was thinking about, um, you know, you start off, uh, you start off with the line, this could get better in your life bloom again. And thinking about the context that I'm in and thinking about, you know, trying to give these people hope that, um, have, have struggled for so long and saying, you know, this will be better again. And just kind of like, it just kind of, um, just kind of like, just like, wow, like this is going to, I don't know how I'm going to use this on Sunday, but this poem has got to be used on Sunday. Um, and, and I think that that's the key is like, you've been able to provide a resource that um, for people of faith to, to have a chance to connect in a way that wasn't just a normal, you know, like, you know, there, there are a lot of great books out there on faith, but man, there's, I mean, the, no one's ever really utilized the, the poetry aspect of, you know, the life and rhythm of life that that really is um and you know there's definitely some depth and faith in the stuff that you've done you know like i said i've we've known each other for a long time and i've kind of just you know i've just been paying attention to your work and what you do and it's like wow this is like i mean i want to be like dale like dale gets it <laughs> like <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like i wish i could i wish i could do what dale does but then you know it, it also draws me back in and say well i you know um, that I do mine in the way that I do mine. And uh, mm -hmm. right. just, that's right. just the beauty of it. And, you know, I think you do like, I really do for all that you do, cause you're doing some great things, um, you know, with your work and, 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 you know, your day job. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. And so, you know, just want to encourage you to keep, you know, keep on going, man. We're glad that, you know, like I said, I was glad that the Kickstarter, when it like, when it finished and like it, it, it met its goal, I was like, yes, like, it, Christmas, like it's three is like, I felt like a Christmas miracle. Like it happened. Cause I was like, Dead. cause I was, I really was on edge for you. It's like, man, this isn't going to make. And like, man, I, I don't, I don't want this for it. Like I want this to work. Like, and some of it was like, I felt like we had a time to this. Like if it wouldn't work for Dale, it's not going to work for Zach. <laughs> And so it was like, I mean, I really felt like all the, you know, just kind of like, what can I do? Like, 
surely I, you know, I can find someone with a million dollars just to write you a check, but like, um, but, you know, and I think that that's the deal is like with faith, the big thing, at least for me is about connection and connecting people. And, and, you know, you provide a great thing that I, like, if I know that people that would receive it well, like, man, I've got something for you to look at and you know, yep. really enjoy this. And so that's why like the little piece that you gave, you know, the, the, the print um, mm-hmm. went in a really kind of a strategic place for people to see. Um, and so I'm kind of excited to see how people respond to it. Cause I mean, mm-hmm. I have people that come to my office, just look at my stuff on my walls or, <laughs> you know, books. And so like, I'm intrigued to see what the response will be with that new piece there. And so, you know, Dell, we thank you for your time. And uh, yeah, we know that you have a day job that you uh, have to get to and, and know that you're always welcomed on the bearded theologians, unless you're in Zach's, is that your bear call Zach? This, this is the sign for the zombie apocalypse. Um, <laughs> I have to go fight zombies. So <laughs> this, is, this is your day job. That's right. This is my day job. <laughs> no, this is the, the universal or the community call for lunch. Uh, <laughs> our our siren goes off at noon every day. Yeah. Are you serious? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there like places people gather or? No, no. It's just hey, go to lunch. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's the it's the Pavlov's bell. Just like here you go. Right. It's lunchtime. I, I think a lot of it's just a daily test to make sure it's still working. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> so. We want to encourage our listeners um, to go um, to Dell's website and we'll have that listed uh, in our posts mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Um, he's got some great stuff up there and, and go buy the album because uh, it's a great album. You'll enjoy listening to it Buy the book. Cause you know, it's always good to have texts uh, as well. Um, you know, uh, Del, so tell that. us your, um, your Instagram and stuff like that, where we can find you on social media. Oh man. Um, so the Instagram is just at uh, poems by Dale Carl. And then it's just dalefrederickson.com on my website. You can see everything. And Bandcamp is a great place um, because you can get the album and you can see where the book and all the prints that you guys are talking about and the t-shirt. I still got some t-shirts left. Sweet. Yeah, they're great shirts. <laughs> they are awesome shirts. Like they accentuate the dad bod very well. <laughs> and so like that was the first thing that came to mind when I put it on this morning. I looked, I was like, Oh, it's a dad bod shirt. <laughs> that is so funny. Oh my goodness, the dad bod. <laughs> so we thank you, and uh, you know you're always welcome to come back. And uh, for our listeners, we want to encourage you to um, you know go to our website, like our stuff. Um, you know, um, we need some reviews. It always helps have reviews because then people actually find out about us. Um, <laughs> But uh, we do exist, uh, at least in our own heads. (laughs) But uh, we thank you for our listeners, and we thank you, Dale, for coming today. And so for the Bearded Theologians, I'm Matt Franks. And I'm Zach Bechtold. Thanks for checking us out. Thank you for listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast. We hope you've enjoyed listening, and we hope that you share our content online uh, through Facebook and social media. And we hope that you check out our uh, Beardcast store at beardedtheologians.com and pick up some great Bearded Theologians gear. We hope you have a good day.